0: Come on, happy new year. Come on, you made it. You made it, man. We're so glad to have you uh, with us this morning on the first service of 2023. You made it through 2022 and you're going into 2023 happy, healthy, and ready to rock and roll. Anybody with me? Come on now, make some noise in the room. Come on uh to all of ours come on we want to welcome our online campus we want to welcome Florence into the room today come on we're honored to have you we're so good hey listen I'm, I gotta make a confession right at the beginning I didn't watch the ball drop um I watched a uh, field goal miss instead anybody you know what I'm saying like and I really didn't know who to pull for because I didn't want either team to win uh it's kind of like the orange ball I just wish it would have got canceled um but you know the beamer bowl uh anyway um I'm just kidding, everybody. Calm down. I got to get a few football digs in there. It's the end of the season. Hey, we're honored to have you again uh, for 2023 uh, and being with us. What a time of worship uh, to begin with. And, and, and it's part of why I love to gather together as the church is we get to lift up the name of Jesus together. And, and it's not a spectator thing. We're not here to hear a good band and, and, and good songs. We're here to, sit, to to lift up the name of Jesus no matter what's going on. And, and I love that. What a time of worship. I want to let you know one thing that we're going to jump right in today. Uh, I want to let you know that next Sunday, uh, we are doing baptisms. We got baptisms right here at both campuses, yeah? One of the favorite things that we do each quarter here at Radiate, and uh, if you haven't been baptized, if you'd like to be baptized, uh, we would love, love, love for you uh, to let us know that you want to do that. Stop by the Connect Center, sign up. We would love to partake in that with you, that life change. is going to be an awesome thing. Maybe, you know, we had several people give their lives to Jesus over our, our Christmas services uh, over the last week, and we would love... if. if if that was you and you'd like to get baptized we'd love to do that so just swing by the connect center go hey i'd like more information on baptism we'll get you everything you need to know in order to participate in that hey it's 2023 and it is time for new year's resolutions have you got hey i got it's hot man i don't know i gotta tamper it down a little bit hey i don't know uh what you guys are, are are doing has anybody already come up with your resolutions anybody already got your goals your plans like three of you the rest of you are like i don't know i'll figure it out about the fifth like <laughs> we'll figure it out then and then by the 10th i'll change it so it is what it is right Come on, I already got mine. I'm, I'm doing a 30 day reboot in January. It's not a year long thing. It's, it's gonna be a nutrition and a fitness and, a, and, a, and, a, and reading books and all this kind of stuff. It's gonna be a great time. Uh, but it is the time for resolutions. Most people already have some kind of plan, idea, goal that they wanna accomplish in 2023 something they want to get to in 2023 maybe it's it's as broad as I want to be a better husband I want to be a better wife maybe it's as narrow as I want to lose this amount of weight and get in this shape or maybe you know you have a picture you're like me I have a picture of when I was at my best uh, 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 fitness and I was like that's where I want to get back to anybody with me there you're like yeah that's me you know it, it, we have all of that going on and and in, in, in what if in 2023, watch this, most of us don't have a problem, I say this about every year, but most of us don't have a problem starting anything, right? right? Most of us can come up with a plan. We can come up with a goal. We can we go, yeah, this is what I want to do. We, ha- we don't have an issue starting, but I'll tell you what most of us do have an issue with, you already know where I'm going, it's finishing. Yeah. We don't have a start problem, we have a finish problem. Because most of the time we get, you know, what, a quarter way down the path and then we're like, oh, I'm good. I'm good this is hard you ever said this is hard right I was talking to my daughter about something yesterday a habit she's got to break in her life and we were talking about it she said but dad it's so hard and I looked at her and I said yeah and if you're not willing to endure what's hard you don't deserve what's easy and I was like you got to be willing yes I talked to my nine-year-old daughter like that y'all are like I thought that just came from the stage no those are life lessons You have to be willing to go through what's hard. We don't have a starting problem. We have a finishing problem. What if in 2023, we decided to walk it out? Like, walk it out. For real, walk it out. Go, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to accomplish. This is where I see God taking my life, my family, my faith, my church, the ministry I serve, whatever it is. This is where I see God taking it. I'm going to walk that out. But see, here's the problem. Walking it out means i got to be disciplined to it. Walking it out means i got to be committed. Walking it out means it's got to go from, watch this, an idea, <laughs> a good conversation, a good lunch, you know, talk, to now it's, oh, oh, wait a second, got to put action to this thing. i got to walk this thing out. And, and, and i got to get into this. I, I, what if we walked out our relationship with God and with others? What if we walked that out? I mean, like, for real, walked it out. Not like, hey, I'll walk it out as long as it's really good for me. I'll walk it out as long as the person that I'm in a relationship with like they're good and as long as God comes through and walking it out means good and bad, right? Walking it out means speed bumps or smooth roads. Walking it out, what if we walked out our relationship with God and with others? What if we walked out? Watch this. this going to if you've given your life to Jesus and you're in this room today, if you haven't done it, then I'm going to I'm going to give you in this one to take a back seat for a moment. But if you've given your life to Jesus, what if you walked out the faith you claim? What if you walked out that faith? Like, what if we just said, you know what? I'm actually in 2023 going to take a little serious the fact that Jesus gave His life for me. You know, the fact that He says, "You will know, they will know you're my disciples by what? By how how loud you sing, right? No, by by how many aisles you run. If you're Pentecostal, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, somebody." (laughs) <laughs> you'll know you'll know you're say. they'll know that you're my disciple by you know how much you put on facebook no what's he say they will know you are my disciple by the way that you what love what if we walked that out you're like oh you know what i'm gonna not just claim the faith i'm gonna walk the faith i'm gonna live the faith i'm gonna actually believe what god says I'm going to actually go, hey, God, if you said it, I th- I th- it's probably on good accord, right? It's probably good money. It's probably playing, playing with house money in that moment. What if we walked out discipling our families? What if, what if, let me give you a noble idea for 2023. What if in 2023 it wasn't all on the church to teach your spouse and your kids about Jesus? What if the church was a support system for that? but not the only system for that. What, what, if, what if you were able to sit at home and you were able to have prayer time with your kids and your wife? What if you were able to sit at home and you were able to pull up something that we provide called Right Now Media and you could go through a devotional together? What if, what if watch it, this is crazy. This is crazy. What if I didn't have to pray for you for great things to happen? You could pray for you. Come on. Like, I'm stretching some. Like, what if? What if when you were sick, you laid your hands on your own head? (laughs) I ain't sick anymore in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Whatever it is, what if we lived that out, discipling our family? What if we taught our kids, hey, it's okay to feel this, but there's a rock that we cling to even when we feel things. There's a rock named Jesus when things get hard. He, he is the thing that we stand on, no matter, no matter what happens. Come on. Yeah. What if we walked out in our family? What if we walked out actually growing the kingdom? Yeah. Growing the kingdom, like looking at people and going, you know what? Hey, God changed my life. He changed my life forever. Like everything about me has changed ever since I met this man named Jesus. I need to tell you about this man. I need to tell you what's happened in in my life. I need to tell you what he's brought me out of. I need to tell you the anxiety I used to deal with that he took from me. I need to tell you that the insecurity that I used to have, I've now found security in Christ. I need to tell you about the past that I had, but I need to tell you more about the future that I'm going to. I need to tell you about this man. What if we grew the kingdom instead of worrying about growing our popularity? You see what I'm saying today, right? Like we're hitting a series called Walk It Out, but like I just got to kind of lay it out there for you and go, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't, if I'm going to be transparent today, the past two weeks have been two of the hardest weeks of 2022. There's been a lot of self-evaluation that's happened in my life. And man, I'm just to a point where it's like, why do we have to sit here and have self-help talks all the time? in order to walk out of faith with a God that loves us? Why do I have to be motivated by external circumstances to love people when there's a God that loves me and is invested in my eternity and given everything for me and for you? (laughs) What if we just walked it out? What if everybody we met doesn't have to be a stranger that we're skeptical of? But it's a brother and a sister that we can love. What if we walked it out? Are you with me today? And here's what I know. There's so many of you in this room today that you can say 2022 was was great. It was hard. It was difficult. It was easy. It was whatever. It doesn't matter what it was. It just was for you. It was that. But the truth is, what if in 2023 we decided, I'm going to walk this thing out? I'm going to be a walking testimony of it. Because this year at Radiate, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to equip and we're going to empower people to reach their communities with the love of Jesus. We're going to do that by digging into the Bible. This year, we're going to dig into the Bible probably more than we ever have as a church. And we're going to go deep. We're going to walk through the Old Testament over the next few years, over the next couple of years. We're going to look at that thing and talk about what is God saying to me? Because it's not about the platform, it's about the kingdom. It's about God. We're going to dig into the Bible. We're going to bring people. Listen to me, Radiate Church. If you're not a part of Radiate Church yet, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not really talking to you yet because you will be a part of Radiate Church. and Maybe you want to hear what it's about, but like, if you're a part of Radiate Church, we're going to bring people into the community. We're going to bring people on the journey with us. We're going to come to a place to where we're going to fill the room, and it's not going to be for bragging points. We're going to fill the room because God is filling the room. Because the Holy Spirit is changing lives. Because something is shifting in people's lives. We're going to equip and empower people. We're going to live the gospel. We have a phrase at Radiate Church. What do we say each and every week? Let's go what? Let's go change the world. You know, the only way we change the world is live the gospel. That's it. And the gospel, here's some theology. The gospel is not the Bible. The gospel is the truth of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins, paying the debt that we couldn't pay. We get to live that every day. What if in 2023 we got to walk it out? We got to do all of those things. And so I want to get us to a place over the next several weeks, we're going to look at the life and the ministry of a man named Paul, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. And we're going to look at what that looks like and what it looks like to actually live out faith. You can go ahead and turn in on your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, and while you're turning there, I'm going to pray. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for bringing us to a place where we learn more, where we dive in more, to where you love us. God, I pray that we'd walk it out. This year would be different, not because of what we accomplish, but because of what you do in us. Because of who you are Through us, because of who you are in us. God, we love you. We honor you. Take us where you want us to go today. Open us up and teach us. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. The difference in people that accomplish much and make a difference is this the people that decide to walk it out. The difference in people that accomplish a lot in life. The difference in people that don't accomplish much. The difference in people that, that, that make a great impact and those that don't are the ones that decide, I'm going to walk this out. It's not going to be a phrase. It's not going to be a resolution. It's not going to be this. It is what I will walk out. And I believe, after reading the Bible and knowing Jesus like I do, I believe God desires for us to walk out everything he has put in our lives. I believe God desires for us to walk out our faith. I don't believe God desires for us to come and meet him. And, and as our, mature, our faith matures and grows, we're still quiet about it. I don't think God desires as our faith grows and we get to know God longer and, and more intimately that we just sit in a chair and we never raise our hands and we never pray and we never worship. I don't believe that's God's desire. Because shouldn't maturity look like something It should look like following Jesus, should look like something. I I think God's desire is that we live out our faith. We live out the purpose He has placed inside of us. And actually, the Apostle Paul talks about that throughout his life. And you read several of his books. Uh, in the New Testament, and hopefully, you know, I I encourage you to go through and and read them and and, and find some of the context. I say, like, this context is key. you got to know what's around it to know what that thing is saying. And we're going to look today at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, to where the Apostle Paul is giving a challenge to a church. The church's name is the Church of Ephesus, hence the name ephesians he's writing to the book uh, to the church in ephesus he's giving them a challenge that i think honestly it would do us well today as the church of today to take these words to heart and to figure out what is the apostle paul talking about and we're going to get into some depth today just gonna go ahead and let you know we're kicking off the year, getting into context. We're gonna get into a little bit of culture. We're gonna get into a little bit of background. We're gonna kind of know what the Apostle Paul's talking about. But let's read Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 6 together. It says this, Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you, this is the one you want, I want you to highlight or underline. If you write in your Bible, I always encourage that to take notes, but implore you to watch this, to walk in a manner worthy of Of the calling with which you have been called. We're gonna come right back to that verse in a minute, but he keeps going. He says, Walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. Verse two, with all humility and gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, not tolerance in agreement, not tolerance in, hey, I, I like, you click like on that post. Hey, we, we voted to say, hey, we have the same idea. No, he says tolerance in love. Let me give you this thought. Love is not ever tested until you disagree. So if you can't love in disagreement, is it really love? Or is it an agreement? It's an agreement at that point. Let's keep going. Being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. Just as also you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father. Of all who is over all and through all and in all. I love how the Apostle Paul puts that. And he, he makes this statement. The Apostle Paul is in this thing and he, he makes a statement in verse 1. Here's what he says. He says, I implore you. In other words, I am begging you. I am challenging you. I am, I, am, I am trying to lead the way and help you. And he's looking at the church in Ephesus, and he's standing on that stage with his headset mic. They just, like, Ephesus worship just got off the stage, right? They just gave, and Paul is going, I am begging you, walk in a manner worthy of, Of the calling with which you will get. No, with which you have been what? Called. Past sense. Past tense. He says, You've already got the call, it's already in your life. How does he know that? Because he knows what Jesus has taught. And Jesus has taught, God has taught, that he has already given us purpose. He has already given us a calling. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, it says that before the foundations of the world were created, you had a purpose in your bones. So he already knows you've been called, you already have that. Here's what, here's what the, the word worthy is the one that sticks out to me. Here's what that means. Being worthy or doing something worthy is doing something in a way that proves value or living up to the value of something. Think about it like this. If I say I want to be a husband that is worthy of my wife, here's what I'm saying. I want to live my life in such a way that there is so much worth placed on her love to me. That now my, you see what I'm saying? So her worth of love to me is up here. Now I want to live worthy of that, which means I need to elevate my life to match the value I have placed on the affection and the love and the commitment that she has given me. Are you following me today? And here's what Paul's saying. You have a call from the Most High God on your life. I implore you, I beg you, bring your life up. To a standard that is worthy of the call God has put on your life. Bring your life up. Oh, so now you're telling me that I earned my salvation. No, this has nothing to do with salvation. This has everything to do with response to that. Are you catching me? Living my life to be worthy of the call in my life is not about earning salvation. It is about going, God, you gave your son so that I could have life. He gave his life so that I could have it. He gave his last breath so that I could have my first. He gave everything, you gave your son. And in response to that, I will live my life in accordance to be worthy of the call you've placed on my life. Are you following me? And he's, and he's talking about this. And what, qua- here's what we have to ask though, what quantifies worth? How do you know how, how much something's worth? Here's how you know how much something's worth. If I were to pull my wallet out, and I were to ask you, how much is this worth? Everybody would give me a different, a different number, right? Everybody would give me, some would say a some dollar, would, some would say five, and you would do it based on what you think is probably on the inside. <clears throat> it's not a lot. And why? Worth is determined by what someone is willing to pay for it. You may not feel like your life is worth much, but he was willing to give a son for it. You may not feel like you're able to give much after 2022, but he was willing to pay his son for it. You may not feel like 2023, you got much to give, but Jesus saw different. God thinks different because he was willing to pay the highest price for you and for me. And that ought to get me to a place where my life is now elevated to a place to where I can live demonstrative of the worth and the value that he has placed in me and that he has placed in you. And that is my goal this year is to walk this thing out. And the Apostle Paul gives us some incredible things to think about in all of this. He says, live your life worthy of the call that has been placed on your life. Now, to truly understand the weight of these words from the Apostle Paul. Will you go back in time with me for a minute? Can we really like look around that verse and not just at it, but look around it and see what's there? Here, here's what you got to know. Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, the letter to Ephesus, was written after several books that actually gives us a glimpse into the life and the ministry of Paul. If you don't understand the life and the ministry of Paul then you don't understand his words. Watch this. If I tell you that my life verse is our life is a vapor and we need to live our life day by day, when you know my story about how I should have, came off of an, I should have never came off of operating tables three separate times, I live with a pacemaker and I have a heart condition, when you know that I, I, God has some, for some reason pulled me out of death several times, now you probably go, well, that means something to him. Good, yeah. Why? You know the story. You know the background. We got to know the background of Paul. Watch this. Here, here's some books that were written. The books written before Ephesians that we know of: First and Second Thessalonians was written before Ephesians. Galatians was written before Ephesians. First and Second Corinthians was written before Ephesians. Romans was written before Ephesians. Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon, written before Ephesians. Why is that important? Go read about the the, the, the life of Paul in those stories. Go read what Paul's saying in those books and then you can take all of that and you can go, here's life experience to what he's saying in Ephesians right now. And so you get a little bit of story. To fully understand, we have to understand his life and his context. The idea of the letter, the main idea of Ephesians was this. You have to know this. The main idea of the letter of Ephesians was when you become a true follower of Jesus, commitment, unity and discipline in Christ should follow. That's what he's trying to tell the church of Ephesus. Are you, are you still with me today? Yeah. He's going, hey, here's what he's telling us. Commitment, unity, and discipline are fruits of a life committed to Christ. He's not saying perfection, is he? He's saying commitment, because commitment is only commitment when things get hard. It's not hard to, how many of you know it's not hard to be committed when things are good, right? When it's easy, it's not hard to be committed. When it's easy, you're like, oh, this is, I'm good. All right, let's keep going. But when it gets hard, that's whenever you start to step back and go, oh, hold on. Hold on, this is tough. This job ain't what I thought. This Doing this is it, it, budgeting, going to church, serving, whatever it is, right? That's where commitment is tested. He says commitment, unity, and discipline. Christ should follow that's why whenever he says this words these words live your life worthy of the calling that has been placed on you there's something there he's teaching us walk this thing out walk it out live it out go with it day after day after day after day let's look at a few things that the apostle Paul went through before watch this before writing anything in Ephesians chapter 4 Let's look at some of the things that he went through. In Acts, you can write this stuff down, but uh, I'm I'm not going to read the actual verses. But Acts chapter 9, verses 15 through 16 says this I will show him, this is the Lord speaking, uh, whenever Paul is about to be converted from Saul to Paul, he says, I will show him that he must suffer for my name. What kind of God would say, Follow me and you have to suffer? A God that knows that life isn't fair. Watch this. God is just, but it doesn't mean God is fair. God is just. God is always just. But if he was fair, you and I would get the sentence of hell that we deserve. But because of his grace, he's just, but he's not fair. This got real heavy today, didn't it? (laughs) Acts chapter 9, he goes, hey, I'm going to show him that he must suffer for my name. In 2 Corinthians chapter four, seven through eighteen, he makes the, he's going through all these things, and he says this: I've been persecuted. So here's what he's saying: I've been persecuted. I've been picked on. I've been made fun of. My reputation's been hit. I, 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 I've I've been beaten. I've been all these things. But I have not been destroyed. In other words, I've been through hell, but hell doesn't have me. I've been through, but I haven't stayed. I've been persecuted but not destroyed. Galatians chapter five, verse eleven. He he's going through and he's teaching the the inclusion gospel, the, the gospel of Jesus loves Gentiles and Jews, circumcised and uncircumcised. He, he's loving all these people. And, and, and they're coming at him, and this camp's going, You can't teach that. And this camp's going, keep teaching that. And it's almost like, you know, whenever you're trying to do things to reach new people for Christ and the old church people and in, in, in the old school way, he's going, hey, you gotta do it this way. And this way he's going, No, you gotta do it this way. And you're just like, I don't want to do Jesus. It's kind of what Paul was going through in Galatians 5 in that moment, right? He's like, stop teaching that. And they're like, keep teaching that. And he's like, I just want to talk about Jesus. And he makes this statement. He says, if I preach circumcision, why am I still persecuted? In other words, if I give in to you, you're still persecuting me? Like, you're still going to find something to talk to me about? You're still yelling at me on Facebook? You know? you still walking up to me after service going, this preacher's a lot better than you are. I saw a 30-second clip. It's great. <laughs> we'll call him next time you need something then. It's, uh, it's Paul. I'm just talking about Paul. I'm not talking about me. Y'all took that personal. <laughs> I'm talking about Paul. No, this, I'm, I'm just trying to put it in words, like for real. Like He's like, hey, like it doesn't matter what I do. I'm still wrong. Still persecuted, 1 Corinthians 15, 30 through 32. It's that this guy's a, a beast. He says he fought beasts in Ephesus. He started a church in a town called Ephesus and he had to fight beasts. I'm sorry. I watched a video last night of a coyote chasing a cat. And my first thought was if I was that cat, I would not be around that coyote. I'd leave very fast. I'm not fighting a beast. Heck no, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I don't don't do that. He goes, listen, nothing's getting in my way. I'll fight a beast. I don't care. I'll do what I got to do. In in, in 2 Corinthians 6, and we're having a little bit of fun with this stuff, but I want you to feel the weight of it too. 2 Corinthians 6, 3 through 10, it says, I am a servant of God in need, in distress, and in stripes. And he's not talking about magic marker stripes. He's not talking about the latest fashion stripes. He's talking about literal beatings on his body that will never leave. 2 Corinthians chapter five, 12, verses 5-10 through 10 says that he lived with a thorn in his flesh. He lived with a thorn in his flesh. He prayed for it to leave. It never left. Sometimes you can pray for God to do something, but it doesn't mean he will. But it never changes that he can. That's good. He lived with a thorn in his flesh. One of the greatest apostles and church planners in, th- in the history of the gospel. Galatians chapter 4 verse 13 and 15 says that he had a, has a physical sickness. He dealt with chronic physical sickness. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 says, I bear on my body the marks of Christ He's not talking about I bear on my body the marks of somebody talking about me on social media. He's talking about they took me down the alleyway. And they tortured me. And they beat me because of my faith. How do you know that? I'll show you in a second. Romans chapter 9 verses 1 through 2 says this. And I live with great sorrow and continual grief. Today we call that stress and anxiety. Or anxiety and depression. I li- he says, I live with it. Every day I deal with great sorrow and continual grief. Why? Acts chapter 9, God told him, I'm going to call you to do great things. But in order for me to do great things through you, you have to let me to build something great within you. Watch what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Verses 23 through 28, it gives a lot more. weight to I implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. This is written before Ephesians. He says this, 23 through 28 of 2 Corinthians 11. Are they servants of Christ? He's talking about ones that have come before him. I speak as if insane. I am more so, watch this, here's what he says. It's a list of what he's been through. In far more labors and far more imprisonments. Beaten times without number. He can't even count the amount of times he's been beaten. Often in danger of death. Didn't know if he'd make it. Are y'all catching this? Watch this. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. That means he was lashed with the cat of nine tails 195 times. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have spent in the deep, which is is probably in a cave somewhere all by himself in the darkness. I have been on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. I had no blanket. had no food. Frostbite was reality. Verse 28. Apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure on me of the concern for all of the churches. He planted churches. Go back to it. In Thessalonica, before this, he planted churches in Thessalonica, in Galatia, Corinth. He he wrote a letter to the Christians in Rome, Philippi, Colossae, and he wrote a letter to a man named Philemon. He planted churches, he led pastors and leaders, and he says, all of these are external but there's even an internal pressure that now I'll worry about every single person that sits in the seats of any church that I've ever started. Now you feel the weight, right? And then he looks and he goes, "I'm begging you. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you've received." Why is that important? Because he wasn't telling you to do something he hadn't learned how to do. The man had gone through, you can come on up, Pastor Mark. The man had gone through hell. And now he's going, I've been through it. I've been sick. I've been captive. I've been beaten. I've been ridiculed. I've been doubted. I've been all these things. (laughs) And I need you to understand something that I've learned. And I think he's looking in Ephesians in that day and he's going, I've learned that no matter what comes at me, there's a God that's greater than me. It doesn't matter what comes around me, and there's a God that's greater in me. It doesn't matter what I deal with. There's a God that's greater. It doesn't matter the organization, the Roman government, all that stuff that comes at me. There's an organization called the church that's got my back that is going to proclaim the gospel, that is going to grow the kingdom, that is going to help us walk in freedom. There's an organization at my back that helps me stand up when my physical body can't stand up anymore. There's something on the inside of me that is causing me to elevate my life and walk out of faith that I claim and show everybody what this thing is about see he's saying stop claiming which you're not willing to walk stop claiming a resolution because it sounds good but I want I want you to walk out of faith that no matter when hard times come and difficulties hit and you got celebrations or you got heartache, you still got a rock to stand on because I will walk in a manner worthy of the call that I have received. And that doesn't change based on circumstance. That doesn't change on anything because he is my God yesterday, today, and forever. And he is always holy. And he is always righteous. And he is always always good, and he is always loving. So here's my prayer today. I had practical things to give you, but I don't have time to get there. Here's my prayer today that we would just go, I'm gonna walk this out. What is it? Hopefully it's your faith. Hopefully it's your commitment and discipline and unity in Christ. Because there's a God is looking at us and he's going hey you got this man you got this because i got you and some of you in the room today just need to know you're not walking it out by yourself god's already got you god's already said i'll walk it out with you i'm not asking you to do it in a way that you see paul never says he had to do it by himself because he always had the father with him you don't have to do it by yourself because you always got the father with you. And the first steps for some of us to walk it out, number one, for some of us, we just got to give our lives to Jesus. That's that's walking it out, number one. And if you've already done that, one way that you can walk it out, and another next step is to go, you know what? I want to I want to show externally. I want to celebrate externally my life with Christ through baptism. I want to celebrate that. We got information about that. Some of you, I'm just giving you all the next steps today. Some of you, it's, hey, I need to learn more about this church because I got a gift God's given me and I want to walk it out. And you just need to go by the Connect Center and go, hey, tell me about Engage, tell me about After Party, whatever that looks like. I just, here's what I know. In 2023, I really believe if we want to walk it out, we got to take a step. At some point, we got to go, I'm going to do something. What better day than the first day of the year? What better day than the first day of the year to go, you know what, I'm going to live this thing out in a different way starting now. Can I pray with you real quick? Let me pray with you. If you would, bow your heads. If you're ready at this moment to give your life to Jesus, I would love nothing more than than to pray that with you. We have teams getting ready to serve you at every location. But I'd love nothing more than to pray the salvation prayer with you. And here's how I'm going to do that. I'm going to pray a prayer and if you're ready to give your life to Jesus today I just want you to pray that with me right where you are and after I say amen I'm going to ask you to raise your hand I'm not going to call you to the front I'm not going to ask you to stand up but what I am going to do is I'm going to get some infor- I'm going to give you a clipboard and hopefully get some information from you why? because we have a value that we take very seriously here called we do life together we don't want you to walk out salvation by yourself we want you to walk out salvation with somebody ask the questions get the prayer, find out where to start reading. We want to give you a Bible, we want to give you a plan, and we want to give you somebody to connect with. So if you're ready to give your life to Jesus, I'd love to pray that with you right now. Just repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, I give you my life. You gave your life so that I could have eternal life. Thank you. I pray that you forgive my past, you forgive my present, and you redeem my future. I believe Jesus that you died on that cross to pay for the sins of my life so that I could be restored back to relationship with God. And for that, I'm thankful. And I receive the gift of salvation today. Thank you for making room for me in the family of God. With every head bow, if you prayed that prayer, and you gave your life to Jesus, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Christ is Lord, then you shall be saved. If that's you and you prayed that prayer, would you just hold your hand up right where you're at because we want to walk this new life with Jesus out with you. Amen. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for loving us like you do. We give you all that we have. Help us walk out our faith. Help us walk out our life. And God, I thank you that there's a little bit of weight to the words in Ephesians 4.1. Walk in a manner worthy God, it's not about earning, it's not about works-based, but it's about the response. And God, as we worship, as we pray, as we live, let it all be a response to the love of Christ in your name.